please turn to Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2, and I'd like to begin verse 1. Then we turned and took a journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward, and command thou the people, saying, you are to pass through the coast of your brethren, the children of Esau, which dwell in Seir. And they shall be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourselves, therefore. Meddle not, meddle not with them, for I will not give you of their land, no, not so much as a foot breadth, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for possession. You shall buy meat of them for money, that you may eat. And you shall also buy water of them for money that you may drink. For the Lord thy God has blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness these forty years. The Lord thy God has been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, every time we read these scriptures, and we've traversed them over many a time, and every time we read them, Lord, we give praise to you and we can truly say amen to these verses you have taken care of us and you watch over and you protect us we thank you for it bless the reading and studying now thy word in Jesus' name we pray amen here in Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 1 through 7 especially verse 7 when we look back to the times of the beginning of this church and I like to sit around and think of these times. Our hearts full of deep thanksgiving to God for many of His mercies and His grace. I want to just take a few things and thank God for the people of this church. And I've, I've thought about it. Isn't it strange to you how God works in a church? If you've been in a church very long, you'll watch that the church turns over. And what I mean by that, people come and people go. And God will give you people to work with to, to get the ministry done. And some will leave, some will stay, and some will go. Doesn't matter why, but that's just the way it is. And, but it's always been amazed, it always has amazed me how God puts people in your life in, in the ministry and blesses the church and gets the work done for the Lord. And then somebody will move and God will give you somebody else and you just keep the work. The work of the Lord goes right on. I never will forget one lady got real mad at me years ago. She had a lot of money in the church. She said, I'll just take my tithes and offering and leave and this church will fold over. Uh, I said, no ma'am, you just take your money and leave. If you want to, this church will go right on. If the Lord's in it, it'll go right on. Amen. And that's the blessing. And that's, that's why, and I never do, uh, I always want to thank God for everybody that comes to church. And I don't care how ornery some of them are. And by the way, some of them are ornery. And I know I'm ornery too, okay? But uh, what I am saying is, it doesn't matter. I thank God for every one of them. And I, I'd rather have a Christian as a next-door neighbor than a gambler or something else, hadn't you? And that's what I'm trying to say. I just thank God for Christian, period. But I do thank God for the people of this church over the years. 
And I want to give some things, things that I want to thank God for. Uh, I thank God uh, for the, His providence. By that I mean, look at verse 7 again now. For the Lord thy God has blessed thee in all thy works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness these forty years. The Lord thy God has been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. This reminds us of the providence of God and of His care of His children. It's a wonderful thing to know God is our loving Heavenly Father. Amen. And He watches over us and blesses us all the ways, all the way to heaven. Now, this doesn't mean that we're free from testings and trials and trouble, but it does mean that in all these experiences of joy or sorrow or pleasure or pain, our Heavenly Father is blessing us. Deuteronomy 2.7 contains the promises of Romans 8.28. All things work together for good to them and love the Lord. Amen. And we ought to thank God for His providence. Uh, he does all things well. Again, I thank God for His perception. Verse 7 again continues, The Lord knoweth thy walking through this great land, this wilderness. Aren't you, th aren't you thankful that God knows? He knows. God sees and knows all there is to see and know about every one of His children. What a comfort to know God knows, and yet He still understands. Secondly, what a constant a constraint this puts upon us. When we remember that we are always under His all-seeing eye, that makes me want to behave myself. Amen? And we're to watch what we're doing. Oh, what a challenge that is. When I surrendered to the Lord for salvation in that tent revival years ago, the Lord knew all about it. And He knows every detail of our lives, even today and the rest of our days. There have been many failures, breakdowns. I wish I could, to God, I had known. Maybe I could have changed some. But the wonderful thing is, He didn't and does not uh, hold me accountable for everything. He is a friend who knows the worst about me, and He still loves me. Think about that. Psalms 139. I want to read you something. Psalms 139. And look with me beginning in verse 1. Verse 1. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For it's not a word in my tongue, but, lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid Thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Where shall I go from Thy spirit? Or where shall I free, flee from Thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, Thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, Thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the othermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand uh, lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. 
The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Amen. Sometimes we think we can hide from God and God can't see everything we're doing. But He does. And the Bible says, in the daylight and at night, you can't hide from God. As Job said in 23, Job 23 verse 10, He knoweth the way that I take. In Psalm 37 verse 18, the Bible says, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. And I thank God that God knows me. Uh, Psalms 44 21, He knoweth the secrets of the heart. Psalm 69 verse 5, O God, Thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from Thee. Psalm 94.11 He knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity. Psalm 103 verse 14 He knoweth our frame. He remembers that we're dust. Matthew 6 verse 8 It was Jesus Himself who said Your Heavenly Father knoweth what things you have need of. Amen. So I thank God for His providence and I thank God for His perception but I also thank God for His plan. Look at verse uh, 7 again. He knoweth thy walking. Now, what's plan is that his children should walk before him. That's God's plan. Walk with him. And they should go a step at a time. Not run ahead of him or not hold back. I know many times I've been like Psalms 32 and verse 9 says, Be not as a horse, that is, running ahead, or be not as a mule, that is holding back stubbornness. I've been there. Amen. And I praise God He still loved me. Be ye not as the horses of the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, but lest they come near unto thee. Now, how often did I been impulsive and impatient? How often I've been stubborn? But God wants us to walk before Him and walk with Him. And to do His first, his, what He's got planned for us. Here's the plan of God. Psalms 37 verse 23. <laughs> the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delighteth in His way. Though He fall, He shall not utterly cast, be cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with His hand. Do you know what God's plan for His children is? is to, he wants to walk with Him. Did you know when you're teaching a child to walk, this came to mind today because my little granddaughter's just learning to, she's standing now on her own. She thinks she's something. She'll stand up just as straight, but she ain't going to take a step. She's not walking yet. She's learning. She's learning to walk. That takes patience. That takes time. And you know God said, I want to walk with you. And I want you to walk with me. But I got news for you. To learn to walk with God takes time. It takes patience. And I thank God for His plan for you and I. And that is that we just keep on walking, do the best we can, and walk with Him. I thank the Lord for His purpose. Deuteronomy 2 and verse 7. What is God's purpose for each of us? It's that we should walk through this great wilderness. Do you know I'm not home yet? I'm going to a wilderness. I'm getting home one day at a time. Now the dictionary says that a wilderness is a desolate tract of country or a piece of land, a garden, which has been allowed to run wild. <coughs> or another definition is a condition of life in which the spirit feels desolate. 
Now all of this describes our experiences in this world. God has left us here in the wilderness. Just as he allowed Israel to go through the wilderness for 40 years. And I read that, I studied that many times, and I said, Lord, why did you carry them through the wilderness? God has not taken us to heaven yet. Amen? Why did he leave with us? He left us here for our satisfaction because he's our train. He's training us. Deuteronomy 8, verse 2 and 3, plainly tells us he's training us. He's getting us ready for heaven. Do you know I'm not ready for heaven yet? I believe that. Because if I was ready for heaven, God already took me home. God's still training me. He saved my soul. I know I'm going, but I must not be ready yet, or He already took me home. So He's training me. And I thank God for His purpose. Amen. I thank God uh, for His patience. This is indicated in the words, these 40 years. Think about it. God deals with the children of Israel for 40 years. Acts 13, verse 18 says, And about the time of forty years suffered he their manners in the wilderness. Their manners means their behavior. And they had bad behavior. Yet how patient God was with them. How patient is God with us today. Charles Wesley said, I have grieved him by a thousand falls. But God has been so patient even when I have been self-willed or slow to learn or proud or faceless, the Lord has been with me. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for your patience. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Deuteronomy 2 and verse 7 says, These forty years the Lord thy God has been with thee. He was with the Israelites in the wilderness, in the fiery cloud. He's was this day in the Holy Spirit always present, always working. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6 says, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Matthew 28, verse 9 says, So I am with you all the days, even to the end of the age. How in the world can somebody say, I was saved, but I lost my salvation, when the Bible plainly tells you right there in that one verse, I will be with you always. Amen. I thank God I've known His patience in the church for 40, all these last years that I've tried to serve the Lord. I thank God for His provision. Thou hast lacked nothing. Deuteronomy 8 verse 4 says, uh, Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. And you know, the clothing business went out of business with them. Amen. The shoe factory went out of business with them. God took care of them. Psalms 34, verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Luke 22, verse 30. By the way, you know what that verse tells me? If you don't get what you think you need, it must not be good for you then. Let that sink in. Well, that's something. Luke 22, 35. Jesus asked his disciples, When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lack you anything? And they said, Nothing. Isn't that something? You know what it tells me? If you'll serve the Lord, He will like nothing that you need to serve Him with. Absolutely nothing. He'll give you everything 
you need to serve the Lord. Here's a sad thing. I've seen preachers. I've seen deacons. I've seen piano players. I've seen music directors. I've seen members of the church all down through these years. They're on fire for the Lord. And as long as they serve the Lord and doing the best they could, they like nothing. God blessed them. Now, they might have thought they lacked some things, but they didn't. God took care of them. But then they got away from the Lord, and I watched them go downhill. And brother, I don't want to be there. Listen to me. One wrote it this way. In Christ my Lord are treasures, my everyday supplies, sufficient is His fullness, whatever wants arise. There's everything in Christ that we need. He's our great treasure. He's our store. He supplies everything we need. All the grace we need. All the joy we need. All the peace we need. All the love we need. All the power we need. All the strength we need. All the power, pardon we need. All the cleansing we need. That we need or shall ever need are available in Christ Jesus. Because the Bible says in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form, and we are complete in Him. Amen? Complete. Everything we need. That's the reason I just love thanksgiving. And I love to take time every once in a while just to thank the Lord. Just to thank Him. Amen? Pray with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, I pray in the next few days, I know that in just a, two or three days is Thanksgiving. But today, we want to take time, set aside, just to thank you for being an American, being in this country, enjoying all the good pleasures that you've blessed us with over the years. Thank you for our wonderful church that you've given us and the loving people that's been around us all these years. We never have. Not one time thought we deserved any of this. We give you the honor, the praise, and the glory for it all. And you have been so gracious to us that we never want to take it for granted. Because when we do, that's when we begin to fail. And Father, I thank you so much for being our Heavenly Father that watches over us tonight. And I do pray for these that's called in and ask for prayer immediately those that's sick, those that's ill, those that needs to be saved. Dear God, we ask you to bless and have your will and way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn the page, turn the page 100. Pardon, Turkey? 
He missed mine. Mine's in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy Thanksgiving with me and my wife, and I'm going to roast me one of them little creatures in the oven, and we're going to have a good time. And I pray that you do, and I know some of you are going to be traveling. Pray for those that are traveling. I know that Ms. Ms. Wilson is traveling, Cheryl is traveling, and her old family there up in the mountains freezing to death. And I thank you, Lord, for making them freeze. They should be here with us. No, I just want the Lord to take care of everybody. Amen. Let's pray. Father, would you bless our people, watch over and keep them. We thank you so much for being our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.